0: sports from your very own Rutgers athletics to the hot topics in all professional and
1: collegiate sports from around the globe coming to you from your own Rutgers students sit back relax and enjoy your ride with the crew and welcome to the Monday edition of the WRSU crew Chris is here in studio with Jared Bladice and we've also got Dennis Geisler Raj Shah. Joining us on the Opals, so gentlemen, how are we doing tonight?
2: I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Uh, doing well, Chris. How about yourself? After yesterday's win, I am feeling better than I felt in a long time.
2: That was great. That was
1: that was a, that
2: great was a win. really great one. That was.
0: Um, I'm not gonna be. Li- I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, but I did miss a decent portion of that game. But I'm very happy I caught the tail end of it. Um, no, I thought the, th- the, the end was when good.
2: Rutgers is doing well.
0: yes, yes, I agree. I mean, the first half was rough from everything I could tell, uh, all the tweets that were being fired off from wrsu so i'm I'm really happy everything worked out well but i i I caught the game with about I think ten minutes left, and I, I think those are the best ten minutes of Rutgers basketball I've seen in uh,
1: What were you doing for most of the game that you couldn't watch?
0: um I just had some uh underlying uh, health concerns I had to take care of uh, in my household
1: oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is everyone okay now? Um,
0: yeah, most people are okay. Uh, someone one one more individual is just rounding the curve, but we'll be all good to go.
1: All right, good. That's good. All right, Jared, how you doing today? Doing great. Happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, <laughs> Rutgers basketball, number eleven in the AP poll.
2: I'm surprised by how much we shot up, honestly. I'm surprised we're even not top ten. Even with the 10. win, it was really impressive. That's
0: I'm true. we not top that's ten. We should be top ten. Come on, come on. Let's be honest here.
1: Another week, and I think we will be. If we beat Ohio State, we're top ten. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that, that's uh, 100%, not even a question.
0: 100%. I mean, we had. I mean, there were some. Like, I think Jeff Goodman, John Rotstein. I think they both had Rutgers at eight. Um, I thought it was a bit too generous. I was looking at somewhere around probably the ten spot. Seth Davis has eleven. Us at 10. Seth Davis had us at 10. So I thought 10 was very good. Um, I thought 11, uh, I just want to be in top 10. Maybe I'm just being semantics. But anyways, the main thing for Rutgers is they got to beat Ohio State. That's that's number one thing. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where you're ranked. You can be unranked, but you still got to be your next opponent. So I think that's going to be the most important thing moving forward.
1: Yeah. That's right. But the... I, I...
2: Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I just think we're in a good spot to do it. Like, this is a great team, and so many people showed up on sunday that i didn't even necessarily expect to show up paul Mulcahy, he had an incredible game honestly uh oh,
0: his uh he's made an incredible jump from freshman year to sophomore year it is it is it is like it is is a remarkable difference mm-hmm.
1: are we just going to act and like it, ron harper jr isn't dropping 24 points a night ron no harper that's jr. great no that's my next like point it. you're taking away our next points chris
0: I mean, no go ahead I elaborate to, on your you, next you, point you literally have two shot makers now. You can trust the ball at the end of the game. I mean of course I still trust Geo Baker more with the last ball in the hand, but like if Ron Harper Jr. is taking the final shot for the game for me to win as a Rutgers fan, I am completely okay with that. I mean he is he's having a phenomenal season and, you know, I think he's just improving his prospects of potentially getting drafted down the road.
2: Yeah, he, he absolutely had a fantastic game. I'm just saying that a basketball team doesn't even necessarily have to ride on just one person and uh even with Ron Harper Junior starting the game a little cold, uh this team still was able to stay fairly close and uh we really opened it up in the second half and that was really impressive.
3: Yeah, it's a very well rounded team, so it's good to see.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think even the, with it, no the go thing ahead. that the biggest difference in Ron's game from last year to this year. And I think it's very important because it's where the game of basketball, especially at the NBA level, which I think uh, if there's any doubt before, it should be uh, put away now uh, that Ron Harper Jr. is someone who has the potential to not only go, get to the NBA, but also succeed at that level. It's the three-point game. I mean, he's shooting lights out from beyond the arc. It feels like every game he's uh, 5 of 9, 5 of 9, 5 of 8. He seems like good for five threes a night. And I have to check the stats real quick. I'm, I'm like, going off of my memory here, because I've called uh, all every I, I just game wanted except to say for the, the funny, Maryland and
2: Hofstra. The, the funny thing uh, was, I think, going into the Illinois game, uh, he was shooting better from three points than he was at the free throw line.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, well, that's also— Which concerning.
2: is a very strange stat. <laughs>
1: it's, a little con- it's a little confusing. Uh, it's a little concerning about the free throw line part, but, you know, shooting so well from behind the arc— um, and not only does that add to another dimension of Rutgers offense because it's is a team that they could hit the three ball, but they weren't like lethal from behind the arc. Now Ron Harper Jr. provides that threat that spaces the floor that creates more space in the lanes for guys like uh Montez Mathis and Jacob Young to go to work it you know, creates some spacing for Miles Johnson to do some work in the block um but also, it also just creates, in the case of Ron's development specifically, it creates a situation where you know, he's now a guy who can do it all offensively. Um, and yeah. his physicality yeah. has improved year after year since he's gotten to RU. Um, I expected him to take a big jump this year. I didn't expect it to be to the level where, you know, for the first time in, in a long time, a not long only time. does Rutgers have one of the best players in the country, period. Uh, But I think we've reached a point where we finally have an undisputed best player on the team. Uh, You know, last year was a bit more of a debate between guys like Gio Baker, uh, Ron last year, Jacob Young. Uh, I think now it's really just clear that this is Ron's team. He's really taken command of this offense and taken command of this team in a way that even I didn't expect.
2: Yeah, and I do wonder how much of that had to do with – Baker being out for uh, a couple of uh, games. Oh, that definitely and... played a role
1: in it, but I think that the difference here is... Um, you know, even I mean, he's with absolutely Baker... stepped
2: up into the role very well, yes, like regardless
1: but... of how it happened. Yeah, but Geo Baker, as clutch as he is, as much of the emotional leader that he is, and, and he's very valuable to this team. I'm not uh, diminishing his contributions in the slightest, but Geo Baker is never going to be a guy who can get you 25 a night, like consistently. No, no. That's 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 just not a solid game. That's what separates Ron from Gio, and I think at this point, while Gio may be a guy you go to in late-game situations, and he's a big part of uh, the backcourt for this team, it's clear at this point that Ron Harper Jr. is the top offensive threat on this team. That's fine, but let's not diminish the the, the quality that Geo Breaker brings. I think it's more of a
0: duo that you have on this team well, as the post-1 yes, player but I'm really saying... taking over. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, Ron Harper Jr. could easily be the best player in the Big Ten if not for Luca Garza, right? He's definitely top two, top three players in the Big Ten. So nothing taken away from that. And, I mean, it's his difference that's really showing up on, on the scoreboard every night. I mean, Rutgers is not used to dropping... 91 points like Steve Peichel always you know one of the things he emphasizes is good defense so now you have a team that can play good defense and can score 80 90 points every game in and out I think that just shows you that they can win multiple types of games they don't have to be low scoring anymore or even mid-tier scoring like last year like it was Rutgers would be able to drop very easily 70 75 points but now you're seeing them consistently drop 85 90 points now that's a whole new level up for another team competing with them
1: I also think it's, you know, a milestone in Rutgers' upward trajectory in the sense that, you know, um, up until this year, there was a case where, you know, um, when they played against, you know, Iowa with Luca Garza or Michigan State with Cassius Winston or, you know, those kinds of teams, it was a case of, oh, Uh, this team has this go-to guy who can always get a bucket, and Rutgers doesn't have that yet. Like like two years ago when we lost to Seton Hall on the road, like they had Miles Powell, and at that time, we didn't have a guy to match up with that. Mm -hmm. Well, now we do, and his name is Ron Harper Jr. Yep. So uh, I think that this is really – when we look back five, ten years from now on the Steve Peichel era – at least the beginning parts of the Steve-Pykel era, I think that this week, going from Syracuse to Maryland to to now, is going to be viewed as an inflection point where Rutgers went from a good team that should have made the NCAA tournament to this is a team that can win a Big Ten title, can be a top seed in the NCAA tournament, can make a run in the NCAA tournament. This is a team that can do it all.
0: Right. No, yeah. No, that's uh that's a very good point. I mean look, there's still a long way to go, right? It's only six games in the season is a small sample size, but yeah, this could be a weekend you could look back later in the season, maybe even down the road, where things really t- took a turn for the Scarlet Knights in in the positive direction. Look, they got a big three games coming up. I mean, you look at the schedule, it's Ohio State Purdue and Iowa, and then Iowa at home especially. I know it's not your typical season. Um, and I'm sure the rack would be buzzing, especially from what we saw last year. But you know, these are—I think this is this is a pivotal stretch here, right? It's all Big Ten games anyway. If I'm out here on, but this is a huge stretch here for Rutgers. If they can go two out of three, um, I mean, it just sets them up on a, such a nice path moving forward.
3: Yeah, Rutgers—they can make some noise. I definitely think that the Iowa game is going to be the biggest tell to see if this team is going to go from great to very great and have a chance to win it all because I always one yeah. of the best teams in the nation so we will have to wait and see what happens on january 2nd
2: that's so nice knowing this team's so good <laughs> <laughs> like we're looking at this team being like oh yeah and what if in like a week from now a week and a half from now uh rutgers beat one of the best teams in the country and position themselves Straight in the top ten with an undefeated record in the best conference in college basketball, with probably a top one a one or two seed, very easily secured in the tournament. Like that, that would be that. That's really nice. Like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's crazy how much this team has gotten better and grown and everything.
1: Right. Uh, I think that yeah. The next two weeks are. Essential, you've got a a top 25 team in Ohio State on the road, however much that matters in 2020, which I don't think it really does all that much, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Then you've got Purdue at the rack. And then right after the turn of the new year, you've got a 1-2 whammy in Iowa and then Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. teams that I mean, are that's, that's, that's just that's a rough that's a rough stretch with I mean I, I don't think it's any more rough than you know you know just playing in the Big Ten in general I mean this is a league that you guys know it's the best league in college basketball there's it's a league that has seven teams in the top 25 uh, teams 8 through 10 receiving votes in the AP top 25 and all things considered could end up sending 12 teams to uh you know, nine, ten teams to the NCAA tournament and then a couple other teams to the NIT. Absurd. Absurd. It's it's a conference that, you know, like Rutgers is, you know, they could be anywhere from depending at the end of the season could be anywhere from like, say, the third best team in the Big Ten to like the fifth or sixth.
0: Well third best
1: team? You mean the best team in the Big Ten? Well they could be the best. I'm saying more likely in terms of where they'll stand in the standings. Yeah, but not I mean, this. But if here's you, the, if you look at
0: the overall spread, it's probably like one through nine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like things go really bad and things go really well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you include you know three standard deviations from the mean and all that, but you know, um, Chris Takonis is not great at that, <laughs> but He knows the standard deviations. <laughs> I really don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, the point I'm trying to make though is they could be within that range, but if they were in say, you know a conference like the Pac-12, they would be unquestioned the best team in the in the conference. So I think it just goes to show that a middle of the pack team in the Big 10 is would be a, you know, a conference contender in almost any other conference in college basketball. Yeah. And that is really a it really says a lot about the quality of the Big 10 as a basketball conference and the quality of Rutgers basketball to be able to compete and win games and you know, start the season two and zero ahead of a big game against Ohio State, um, and I was saying this to Jared off uh, off mic uh, on our way up here. Um, I said, "The magic social number, distance, right? oh, of course, social distance. We're in separate rooms right now. Um, he's shadowing. He comes in during the breaks. I show him how to press the buttons and work the Zeta and get everything over on the air." Um, but getting back to the basketball point, the magic number is ten wins. You need ten wins in the Big Ten to cement yourself as an NCAA team. I think they can surpass that for what it's worth. I don't think the goal should, at this point should just be make tournament but make a run in the tournament. But at the minimum, you have to win 10 Big Ten games. Rutgers yeah. is 2-0. After two games in a 20-game conference slate, they're already um, a fifth of the way to that goal. Right. So I, I think that's just a testament to the job that Steve Peichel has done recruiting and just as importantly developing these guys yeah. but I think it's also a testament to the players and how they've been able to buy into this system and uh, the culture that they've built in Piscataway um, you know to the point where they're now ranked higher than Michigan State pretty much I'm pretty sure it's for the first time ever I don't know where Michigan State was in 1976 so I couldn't answer that definitively but I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure I'm guessing East a, Lansing. at least at least in a very long long time in, in a very in long time. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's it's 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 I mean, it's post Watergate is
1: the first time it's ever happened.
0: Post Watergate.
2: Yeah. Um... I didn't think of it like that before. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way
0: to find the times. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just a testament to like Steve Peichel, right? I mean, what he's turned this program in just four and a half years is pretty incredible. So, I mean, you had a team when he took over that one one Big Ten game in 2016. The team that's now potentially competing for at least competing at the very least for a Big Ten Championship, but potentially has a chance to make in the NCAA tournament and make a run at it too. So there's just unlimited potential for this team moving forward. And yeah, the Big Ten is a rough conference, but you know, Rutgers has had their fair number last year in 2019. They had a very difficult time winning on the road. You know, in a way, this coronavirus pandemic almost helps them out, you know, going on the road and taking care of business in that way, if they can just split their their meetings on the road. I think that just shows you th- the power of this team.
3: Yeah, it's crazy to see that five years ago you, could, you knew Rutgers was going to lose before the game even started.
1: There was a headline I saw on Twitter the other day from, like, I think it was 2013. And the headline was, and this was not a joke, Rutgers upsets Manhattan at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Rutgers upsets <laughs> Manhattan.
2: That's a good headline.
1: <laughs> a Metro Atlantic school. Was favored over Rutgers. They're Ken it might Pom- be talking about soccer, Chris. It might be soccer. No, no, England no. It was. Like it was. Program. They do not play soccer. I imagine in Square Garden. <laughs> you never know. They can. They transform that place into anything you no, want. No, 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 no. Don't work like that. <laughs> even even pre-Corona, it didn't work like that. Um, yeah. But seriously, though, um, when when C-Pi got to took go over, this was a team that was basically a mid-major stuck in a power conference. They were. Their yeah. Ken Palm ranking was, I think, it was like in the two fifties, two sixties, somewhere in that range. Like they were in conference play they were unwatchable. Like and to go from that to top 15, possibly at some point even top 10 team in the country. I mean, put it I'll put it to you this way, last time Rutgers was this good, WRC was an AM station. That's the kind of like generational team we've got on the banks right now. Uh, is that is that true? Were we really an AM station back in the 70s? Yeah. Oh. We weren't on an FM uh, when we first started, Raj. Come on, you know that. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the pharmacy kid definitely knows that part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Chris was around back then. He, you know. Chris was Funny. around back then. That's Funny. why he knows. That's true. Jared don't it's end true. up like I them.
1: <laughs> I haven't been on this show in a couple weeks, so <laughs> oh, it's going to no. take a little while to get going. <laughs> the... <laughs>
2: Derisively referring to me in the same tone as Raj. I've gone somewhere very wrong. (laughs) You've gone to a very dark place, Mr. Geisler.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gets any darker, you end up at uh, Soldier Field. <laughs> no, no, no! It's it's FedEx Field, FedEx Field. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, no, no. Jared's the Redskin FedEx fan, or the uh, Washington football team fan. Washington oh, football. Oh, right, I still I, right. mentally, I still have to get used to that name change. I'm yeah, sorry. me too. I still,
0: I still by mistake call them by their other name. Um, hopefully, they can I can't it wait it until out. they I change
1: mean, it again. Yeah, get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Get a real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: it's it's ridiculous. Can you imagine, like the Washington football team, like as Super Bowl champions, like oh the Super Bowl champions are the Washington football team. Well, I'm gonna I'd see really next happy. year
1: when the World Series goes to the Cleveland baseball team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot
0: to change their name, too. Oh, my God. It's absurd. It's absurd. Like, just get just get your things together in order. Just pick a name that's not it's controversial. It's not that hard.
1: It really it, isn't. It really isn't. If Troy Unless, can come except... up with a new WRG <laughs> Sports logo in 15 minutes, like, a professional... Sports franchise can come up with a new name, logo, and all that. I'm fun sure they stuff. also
0: have to make a new LLC, maybe, and like all that stuff, probably. Uh,
2: and the and the it. excuse- like, it's probably a lot of stuff. But at the same time, like they were in the off, they were deep into the off season when they announced or Cleveland, at least. And the same thing was for Washington. If I'm not
0: mistaken, some some dude on the internet like took like 13 name patents, like he patented them, like Washington Warriors and things yeah, like did. that. So like the Reds, so like mm-hmm. the the Washington Football Team would have to buy off of them, which is just a genius move by him.
2: Well, I thought what he did was make it so that uh, he or held on to them, the so he could hold. He could sell them for less because he didn't want them being sold for like a lot of money.
0: Mm. Oh, so he was a Washington f- football fan. Anyway. Yeah,
2: he he was like a Washington fan. I think he was like, okay, when they change it, I want them to change it to one of these things and not have to pay a bunch of money for it. Something along those lines. Oh,
0: look at that! He's really considering looking out for the franchise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. well, I, I for one, am shocked that way. Dan Snyder is handling something incompetently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
3: what he's best at.
0: Oh, I mean, they're, they're like an expert, expert at that. So I mean, it'll be interesting. Well, I mean, hopefully
1: they can figure it out before we get into the playoffs, and if, if they make the playoffs. What what's the uh, what's the Washington football team's record now? It's pretty good. Uh, six six and eight. And
3: eight. Six and eight, yeah. First oh, in the players. NFC East, that's like a
1: runaway. They're the best only
2: team NFC the East team that can finish with a uh, not losing record. <laughs> Is it, just, what I'm a sorry. pathetic conference! No, but, but I know. Let's
0: let's, let's let's give them some credit because at least they're not going to have something like historic, like a five and eleven team. Like they might have like a seven and nine team. We've seen seven and nine teams make the playoffs before, so it won't be anything ridiculous.
3: No, if they yeah. if they win next week and the Giants lose, they can rest their starters week seventeen.
0: Isn't that crazy? The <laughs> seven and eight team can rest their starters in week seventeen, and all for the right reasons too—not for the wrong reasons. It's just—it's mind-boggling.
2: Yeah, they have the uh, tiebreaker over the Cowboys too, don't they?
0: I think they still have left to play, right? They still have left to play one more game, or between the Cowboys and the, and the No, they've played
2: team? both games.
3: Yeah, they play the oh,
0: boy. Panthers and then the Eagles. What's more absurd? What's more absurd is e- I think the Eagles are four and nine and one, and they can still make the playoffs.
3: Yeah, that's
0: more absurd. This late yeah. into the season, I mean, they need a couple of things to break their way, but it's nothing like crazy. Like
2: it's not like out of hand. They, like, they, they need, to need to win, win two games, but it's against Washington. They need to win
0: two games, and Washington Dallas. needs to lose their next game. Right. Washington needs to lose their next game and they need the yeah, Giants. Washington to win needs to games. lose. I think that's it. Yeah. That's all they really yeah, need. And then they're, they're in. It's nothing absurd. Like I know it's hard, but it's nothing like out of the extraordinary where like you need like ten things to break your way.
3: If they started Hurts at the beginning of the season, they would have ran away with the division.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There, there's yeah. a lot of things that sh- could have happened in this there's season a lot that would have let we one of the teams run with away the, with it. Yeah,
0: that. With the, definitely. With the NFL. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get that to down the road. But, I mean,
1: there, there's a lot of mess in Philadelphia. If they want to give us one of their quarterbacks, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you
0: might have lost out on a franchise quarterback. I need to, this are are, we, are, we are we save talking that? about we're the Jets already 23 <laughs> minutes in? We're
1: going to save that for another segment. Mr. Shaw. I know Chris is really happy that his uh, his favorite head coach is going to be staying. <laughs> well, I had to turn him off because uh, I didn't want to hear that anymore. Locks of the week coming at you here on the Monday crew. Bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. Chris Acone is here with you. We got Raj. We've got Dennis. We got Jared here with you. And we are going to go around, see what we like in college, or just sports in general, NFL, NBA starting tomorrow night. Got college basketball going. uh, Some bowl games coming up. Um, I I guess, who wants to go first? Dennis, do you have anything uh, worthwhile?
2: Uh, I wouldn't call it worthwhile, but I'll still go. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Um... So uh, tomorrow night, uh, I'm actually looking at the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh,
1: this is like it, the epitome this... of degeneracy if you're betting on the Boca Raton Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh, epitome. The epitome. Excuse me. I okay. It's epitome, man. It's epitome. Man. <laughs> epitome. Um, UCF... Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> epitome. UCF... <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of brutality, as Mr. Rothstein oh likes to God. say. Oh, <laughs> God. All right.
2: Okay. UCF BYU. Um, I'm actually kind of interested in this game. Okay. Uh, UCF has had a pretty good season. They're six and three, but their losses were a point playoff. loss against ranked Tulsa, uh, a Should one point loss playoffs. against Memphis, and a three point loss against uh, Cincinnati. This is a pretty solid team. And on the other end is this BYU team. Only one loss in the season was that narrow loss to Coastal Carolina. They do have Zach Wilson, one of the biggest uh, QB prospects in the country. A lot of people are picking him as the second best QB prospect over Justin Fields now after the uh, Big Ten Championship game. Uh, So I think that... uh, I I think that this is a very interesting uh matchup here the line is byu minus six and a half i think i will take byu on that line so byu bet at least a touchdown uh ucf has played a lot of teams close this year but even still byu puts up a lot of points and i think that this team is just too good to uh stop <laughs> uh even that loss to coastal Carolina was fairly close I think coastal Carolina' is having a fantastic season as well uh even with UCF playing pretty well, I don't think they can keep within BYU I don't think they can put enough points up consistently I think BYU's defense is actually better than a lot of people give them credit for uh they haven't allowed more than 20 points uh in the last six games so I will take BYU minus six and a half in the, the good old roofclaim.com claim.com Boca Raton bowl.
1: <laughs> it's a granddaddy right. of them all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Better than some rando bowl in Pasadena. No one cares about, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's not in Pasadena anymore.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's another rant for another time, but uh, Raj, <laughs> go ahead. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I haven't
0: done that. I actually haven't had a chance to, uh, we really look at the sports book, or or play around with the sports book. The all right. How about this? Weeks, I'll throw but... it to
1: Jared, who has one, and then we'll come back to you.
0: No, no, no. Don't worry. I already have one. Oh, you do have one. All, that, all right. All right. All right. What do you got?
1: Um. So
0: regarding this week, we got a game on the twenty seventh, which I believe is Saturday. So looking a bit further down the road already, but Chiefs Falcons. Give me Falcons plus ten. This team is a. Uh, is a bit underrated. They can put up the points, and I don't think Kansas City has been uh, as flashy as you would like them to be in the last couple of weeks.
1: All right, I'm putting all my money on your advice, Raj. So no pressure. And that's, that game is that game is idea. what next Sunday?
0: <laughs> that's a terrible idea, Dennis. All right, I'm never betting the under between the Bears and whatever opponent they play. I mean, I had around. a bad Notre
1: Dame beat uh, uh, on Saturday that I don't want to talk about. Really, would you pick Notre Dame money line? Yes.
2: It was oh, a very attractive boy. money line. Why would you do that? Because here's why. <laughs> that's just, that's just. Well, no, no,
1: no, it isn't. Think about it this way. Do you guess what the money line was in that game? For Probably 500. Like it, it was a pretty good money line. It not plus 500. It was plus is 330. It was plus 330. That's, it? It was, that's Here's, here's it? my betting philosophy. I The bets that I like the most are the ones that aren't ones that I necessarily think are shoe-ins, but the ones that I think are likely enough to happen that the payout would be good. Does you that make just sense? For value. You're just looking yes, for value. Yes, I understand value. what you're saying. I prefer value over probability of success because even though though I may hit on a lower percentage, the payout will be higher to
0: Whoa. sort of outweigh. Probability of success and value are intertwined, my friend.
1: Well, no, I think of it as I'd rather take a something that has a forty percent chance of hitting but pays a lot better than it probably should over something that has a sixty percent chance of hitting but doesn't really have great value. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, I yeah, but we I, I all knew that plane. Clemson was yes. going to beat Notre Dame, right? I tried to find the sweet. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think it was a certainty. I did. I, I thought Clemson had like a sixty-five percent Lawrence.
2: chance. No, I think it was way, I more,
1: think than it was that. way more. than I don't. Than I, I disagreed. Yeah. What was the line, Chris? What was the line? The line was. I didn't bet the line though. I bet money line. I understand, but do you know what the line was? Uh, I want to say it was double digits though. Almost all of the yeah. conference games were. That's
0: not a good. That's not good value for plus two thirty. Yep.
1: It was three thirty. That's not good. I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, you you got you got, you got, you got, you got uh, creamed. Well, I made up half of that money by uh, picking the Gators to cover in the uh, SEC game. So now that was yeah, a that's good pretty that's pretty good. I'm trying to. I am like, and I kind of before we go to Jared, I want to get your guys' uh, thoughts on this. I'm sort of mulling over uh, now that I'm a legal better in the state of new jersey at the age of 21 oh
0: yeah happy birthday chris I thank forgot. you
1: happy birthday. I picked, birthday. The, I picked the best time it was last tuesday i picked the best time to uh uh to become uh old enough to go to the bars in the middle of a pandemic i uh, mean
0: the bars are the bars are open in florida chris well they're open
1: about? but they but should they be that's a question
0: Oh, getting back to that. Getting back to that. All
1: all right, Mr. Healthcare Worker. I I mean, just because you got vaccinated already doesn't mean that you have to poo-poo the rest of us. Yes,
0: yes. I got vaccinated very luckily yesterday. Good
1: job, Raj. Thank you. Thank you. Steelers line tonight is at 14. I'm thinking of picking them to cover that. What do you guys think? Like Steelers minus 14.
2: I like it. You I like don't it. know who the Bengals are starting at quarterback. I don't like that at
0: all. I don't like that at all. I think Bengals plus 14 and a half is actually a lock.
1: Keep in mind, they're starting God knows who at quarterback without Joe. Is Burrow. it
2: is it Ryan Finley? I
1: think it is. Yeah, it's Finley. I would he's not not bad.
2: He's terrible.
1: He's worse than bad. Here's, here's the thing. If they had a even if they had like a a, a a not horrible backup, I would pick the Bengals to cover. Usually I do not pick teams to cover big spreads. Um, I mean, think like, about the Jets. Your Jets covered yesterday. Well, I mean, there's covering, and then there was whatever the hell the Rams did uh, against the yeah. Jets, which, <laughs> like I said, we're saving that for the 7 o'clock hour because I, I want to save some of my emotional energy and strength.
2: Um, but, I mean, when the, when the Steelers played the Bengals earlier in the season, the Bengals put up 10 points with Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, but the Steelers aren't putting up that many points anyway. That's man.
2: the thing. Like, like, the, look, the Steelers, look I think, are going to put up. Like, the Rangers, like <laughs> I, think, I think, think the Steelers, Steelers gonna put, up, put like, up like 17 points. <laughs> I think they'll put up like. Yeah, I like, can see them
1: scoring like 21 to 24 points, something like that. The problem is, the I don't under, have faith in take the Bengals. Under, I, take I don't. The under, 40, 40, 40 and a half. 40 and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm taking 40 and a half. I take the under that. The reason why is I don't see the Bengals scoring more than a touchdown. I don't think they're going to score. And I don't see the, the Steelers scoring more than twenty points in this game. Yeah, but the Steelers—the thing with the Steelers is they don't like they win games, but they don't do it like with a really high-powered offense. They're kind of an old-school team in that sense.
0: Exactly, and that's so. why they—they they, they never deserve to be undefeated.
1: Yeah, they throw fifty checkdowns a game. It's gonna be interesting to see them uh, go against some of these uh, new wave offenses in the playoffs. You know, and get crushed. And get yeah. absolutely I don't think they'll get crushed. They're frauds. They've got good defense though. Did he say they're frauds? They're frauds, yeah. <laughs> Mahomes, <laughs> they're will, That's funny.
3: Mahomes will carve them up.
0: Yes, thank you. Finally, like, someone speaking by to a people lash. on this show. Chris Acone is saying, like, oh, the Steelers are a great team. Yeah, I, said, right. I,
1: said they, I said they were a very good team. They have a good they're team. 11 they're 11-2. Not, not they're they're you, you do not become 11-2 div- by accident. You if if don't. they were in any other division
0: besides the NFC East, they would probably be, like, 8-4. and four The Steelers are in the AFC North. Whatever it is. AFC 8-5, oh man. You can't even get –
1: that's one of the toughest divisions in football. What
0: are you talking Chris, about? Chris, they played, they played an entire game. They got the without Ravens the half and the Browns. Without, without the half of the oh. Ravens team playing. And they only won by <laughs> five that's points. That's one <laughs> game. On. That's one game. They let Trace McSorley throw a touchdown against them. Come on. All right, Trace McSorley is not Maria. belong in the
1: National Football League. I'm sorry. Like- yeah,
0: I'm sorry. He, he belongs as like – he looks like Anthony Chaffee as a safety <laughs> maybe more
1: than uh, – you're gonna. A, a quarterback. You're gonna draft. You're gonna draft a quarterback out of Penn State. Are you serious? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Jets know That's about true. that. That's true. Uh, yep. Ne- going ne- up York to the Guardians second round, right? Christian Hackenberg, second round quarterback. <laughs>
0: Just, Who thought that Where would be he? a bad idea? I don't know. Where Everyone... is he now? Oh. People were complaining about Jalen Hurts as drafting a second round quarterback, and he turned out to be pretty good. So. That's because
3: they had Wentz. He's still a good quarterback.
2: No, I find that situation fascinating. Yeah. I I mean, you can't forget about um, New York Guardians superstar Matt (laughs) McGloin.
1: Is he on an NFL roster right now? Uh, I'm going to go with no. (laughs) Oh, that's unfortunate. He was the best quarterback in New York. You want to hear about a
0: fun (laughs) fact about Christian Hackenberg, Chris, real quick?
1: Not really, but
0: okay. So, Christian Hackenberg is only the third quarterback ever to be drafted in the first and sec- or second round since 1967 not play a game in his first two seasons. In fact, he never played in any game in the NFL in his three years uh, stint in the NFL. Oh.
1: Yikes, man. All right, enough of Christian Hackenberg. He's not worthy of our time. Jared, what is your pick?
3: Uh, I guess I'll take us to the NBA. I'll go with the uh, Sunshine State rivalry, Heat versus Magic, on Wednesday. They haven't released the line yet, but I'll take Heat, whatever it is. Heat are coming off a tough finals loss. They're gonna bounce back strong this year.
2: I I, I don't Ooh. hate that bet. I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind that bet at all. No, I, think... I I would just wonder what the line is. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think the Heat are going to crush the Magic. I just don't know about how much. I think
1: I saw it was like minus 130 or something like that. Hang on, I'll pull it up. I that's got the, it? I got oh, DraftKings yeah, on right here. Yo, it's something it – the money lines are like not crazy in the NBA, probably because there's a lot of uh, – very Minus one fifty seven. 157. Mm, that's not bad at all. No. I mean, you could. what you could do is you could parlay that with another like heavy favorite, like for instance – Pacers-Knicks. Yeah. Or I was going uh, yeah, to say Sixers over the Wizards. Or like Nets-Warriors. Yeah, um, Nets are Cogs minus two eighty six. You what get the? Sixers minus three fifteen. You parlay that with the Heat. Uh, you can get plus one sixteen value.
0: Yeah, I don't know. How the Heat are only minus one fifty six against the Magic. I really don't get that. Who who made that logic? Looks set? like good value. Looks like f- fantastic value. And you know what, guys? Vegas is smart, so we'll probably end up losing anyway. The, also, half of the Magic's team is out. Wait, what? It says it says
3: Camino, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and James Ennis are out. At the moment. For
1: COVID or just, just like hurt? I think hurt. So just so we have this perfectly clear, <laughs> the, the betting markets have collapsed in all sense of logic and reason to a point where the Miami Heat, a team that made the NBA Finals, is currently only oh. minus 157, a three and a half point spread against the take – it, Take it all. Take it all. Against it all. whatever do <laughs> schmucks are bad enough to not start – for the Orlando basketball magic. Is that, is, is that my understanding of the situation, Jared? Chris, wait, Chris, wait. You're not taking like. it seriously. Chris,
0: you're not taking it seriously. Remember, Orlando made the playoffs last year and beat oh, the wow. boxing game you got one. You to be
1: they, a, an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. That, that is do? You. It's like being the tallest kindergartner. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. Listen, they also just paid Markel Fultz a lot of money. They pay him $50 million. That's a, that's a great contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's like the Charlotte Hornets throwing backing up the Brinks truck for uh, Terry Rozier.
3: Listen, backup point guards are a commodity in the NBA.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Martell Fultz, the guy you who got so like crazy. run out of town in Philadelphia for a guy who can't even shoot. What's crazy is I already I already placed a bet I already placed a wager on, on the Miami Heat to cover the spread. While well, we were talking <laughs> about this. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. how good the bet.
0: That's how good of a steal it is. <laughs> but
1: my point is, you mm-hmm. can parlay like three, two or three, like. Like, games that you're very confident in. Like, here, for instance, you'll parlay Sixers over the Wizards, minus 315. Pacers over the Knicks, minus 385. And let me see if I can find one more. You can go Nuggets over Kings. Nuggets over Kings. Let me scroll down to that. Oh, I got it here. Nuggets minus 385. Bang, you got plus 110.
0: The Kings are not that good. I don't know why that's only a minus 8.5 spread.
1: Kings are a young team. I think they have some Exactly. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, I mean... De'Aaron Fox is probably one of the quickest guys in the NBA. He's got the handles. I think he can score the basketball right. really well. Yeah, yeah. I, I see the appeal in the Sacramento Kings. Well, Fox oh, the got worst game. Contract. The
0: worst game by far. The worst game by far on the schedule in two days is the Hornets and the Cavaliers. I do not know who's going to be watching that game, but but God bless their souls. Michael Jordan. <laughs>
3: well, people might watch
0: Lamelo. Lamelo Ball's watch
3: Lamelo Ball his first game.
0: Oh yeah, true, true. I mean, I don't know what Cavalier fans will be watching that game.
1: If I were a Cavalier fan, I wouldn't be watching any games, but <laughs> yeah. I would That's LeBron. what I'm doing. I'd be exactly. more interested in what are they going to name my baseball team next year? than I'll be more interested <laughs> when
0: they're going to build up with a LeBron uh, LeBron James statue. That's about it.
1: It's going to be like the one day of the like the first game with fans back is just going to be whenever the Lakers are on the schedule. And I could just be Don't a bunch worry. of a bunch of people in... Uh, 20, uh, 2022, jerseys. right,
0: Chris? 2022.
1: All right, you're, gonna, you're about to get your opal turned off again, buddy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hopefully,
0: hopefully 2021. Some point in 2021.
1: Just get all the healthcare workers into the rack. Pack them in the student <sighs> section. Hey,
0: look, the NFL did a really good PR. That's a very good PR
1: move by them. What, so. the healthcare workers at the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's so smart. Yeah, I mean, they're very probably... Well there, I mean, there's a decent amount of people that work in healthcare. You could probably get, find like a decent amount of them, like oh yeah, to, like, I like mean, get I think
0: it. You have like over 20 million people work in healthcare in America.
1: Yeah, so so, so like it won't be that hard, and it will all I mean, be yeah, you and you could get more fans then that way that. than you otherwise would have, because I think they're going to yeah, do like I mean, what the World Series did before. I
0: mean, they're going to pack it, but yeah,
1: they could get more than they would otherwise. Are safely. they? Are they
3: yeah. giving tickets for like free or discounts or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. No, free, free man. Oh, that's awesome.
0: They they can't make the healthcare workers pay too. We kind of messed
1: up. Yeah, I, but I mean the optics are good because I mean there were a lot of people that were complaining about the NFL playing this ball, uh, wrongfully so in my opinion. But you know, everyone has an opinion on this kind of thing. So good, good for the good for the NFL for doing that. Yeah. So Jared, you did you um, did you give your pick or did we yeah, just get the, the, the heat pick? Oh right 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 yeah. All right. So, Jared, that was a great pick. That, mean, was that, a pick. A that was a good pick. That was really good. Thank I can't you. believe the value is that low. Like, holy, I didn't even know anything about like the magic situation either. So, thank you for that update. Go inside Jared, information. You, might,
0: you Jared, a lot of people will be very angry at you next Monday or will be really <laughs> happy with you next Monday. I'll let you know. That's how this world works usually. Once we and, start it, and For any of minutes. our listeners,
1: <laughs> if you are uh, placing that bet and you want to give your feedback following the bet, you can call us in at 732 932 8800. Uh, to... And you can
0: yell at Jared either, <laughs> either with. Uh, I mean, they're gonna yell at Raj. You wager you, you can yell at me too. I know I have lost people a lot of money, so. Yeah. To all of our three listeners Or you can right
2: yell us at, like a... yell at us on Twitter at uh, WRC Sports.
1: Yeah. We should start. What we should start doing is we should start like posting everyone's locks and like doing a poll on them. Like that's uh, kind of probably good. Be like, oh. Um, uh, Raj but, is taking Chris, Hawaii money be... line over Houston. Yes or no? You know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Chris, but do you think the compliance would be there from the, the the WRC members to make sure they post every week and you know make sure everything's up to date? Are you suggesting that <laughs> I'm not good at enforcing
1: quality out of my uh, department? Is that what you're suggesting, Raj? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You're not going to respond to that. Okay, that's fine. All right. Taking a look at. The point spreads here. I'm going to go with another bowl game, one that I don't know what it's called, but I see the matchup on DraftKings, so I'm going to bet it. Coastal Carolina against Liberty. Now, this is actually a pretty decent non-Power 5 matchup. Uh, Coastal Carolina, of course, going 11-0 and somehow uh, being ineligible to win a championship, which is kind of disgraceful and an indictment of the whole system. Well, I mean, they couldn't because of COVID, but, you know. Um, no, they
2: were, they were co-conference champions. That's how they handled that? They just made them co-champions
1: yeah. with Louisiana? Yeah. What was Louisiana's record?
2: 10-1. Uh, and one.
1: I mean, I feel like they should have given it to Coastal Carolina just because they're undefeated, but, you know. They probably should have given it to Coastal Carolina. I was going to say, like, like, also... that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, imagine if the Big Ten title game got canceled. they be like, all right, Northwestern, co-Big Ten champs.
2: Yeah, it's also funny because Louisiana's won losses to Coastal Carolina.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that should just uh, s- solve it right there, but, you know, whatever. Point I'm trying to make is Coastal Carolina, si- six and a half point spread favorites over Liberty. I'm going with the Chanticleers minus six and a half. I think that's a lock.
3: I like that pick. I don't know anything about Coastal Carolina, but they have a cool field.
1: They have They're a really cool good. field. They also are named the Chanticleers. There you go. That's a lock and a half. Why? Why is that relevant? On a Rutgers uh, talk show, and we want to take a crack at this. That was the old mascot. It was up until 1955. We were the Rutgers Chanticleers. What is a Chanticleer? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I don't know. It's a bird, isn't it? This says it's H- some kind of bird. Uh, we gotta get our research assistant on that. Um, yeah, we've got a whole team of researchers. Uh, it and is a proud
2: and fierce rooster who dominates the
1: barnyard. There you go. Well, there you go. That that If that doesn't describe Rutgers, I don't know what does. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, that was their name. And before it's that, we were the Queen. It's the, um,
2: mascot of the uh, French National Rugby League team.
1: You see, I'm more of a rugby union kind of guy. That's real rugby. Rugby League is fake rugby, but, you know, that's another rant for another time. As someone who's played the game, you know, just my two cents on the matter. But yeah, Coastal Carolina, minus six and a half, lock it in. So, 647. Where do you want to go next with this? Do we talk about Rutgers, Nebraska, and how Rutgers uh, finished the season with three Big Ten wins for the first time in six years?
2: Yeah. Let's talk about that. that. We got
1: 13 minutes till the top of the hour. I've got some stuff I, I want to say for hour two, but you know.
2: as disappointing as the end of the season was, I, I mean that game was pretty awful. <laughs> um, it, it was still a really impressive season overall.
1: Well, given... well, I, I, just to, before we get to before I get to my uh, retrospective on the season, I just want to say um, the fact that uh, who was it? Was it? Who was the guy who had four uh, takeaways in that game? I'm completely blanking on it right now. Was it was it Christian Isian? Someone had like Say four takeaways. Again? Was it Christian Christianizian who had those four takeaways? I'm like completely uh, blanking on was. this right now. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I Christian Um, those four takeaways are what made it a one possession game. It's mm-hmm. like if you looked at um, you looked at uh, Rutgers um, yardage stats. They were completely boat raced. Six twenty yards picked up by Nebraska. Six hundred twenty. Like their run defense just fell apart. And to be fair, part of that's because of injuries. Parts of that is because of just you know fatigue from playing nine straight games. Um, but you know, I
2: think another way to put it is. If if you look at it just in terms of the turnovers, because they're usually such an indicative part of a football game, Rutgers should have been blowing out Nebraska, like just in terms of the turnovers, because Rutgers should have been able to score a decent number of points off those turnovers, kind of like that Michigan State game at the beginning of the year. Um, But just nothing got going ever. Um, It was a case where
1: almost every possession, I think there are only one or two where they started like from their own 25 or their own 20 or whatever. Most of the time, they were starting from, like, the 35 or the 40. Like, they were getting spotted, like, 15 yards either from an interception or a good punt return or whatever. I mean, what's even worse is that despite
2: uh, five turnovers, I think, four or five turnovers, um, only two touchdowns came off of any of that. Or actually, only one touchdown came off of any of that. Um and one of the touchdowns, the only touchdown in the second half, was uh, the kick return, which is atrocious. <laughs> like honestly, the the best way for us to gain yards in the game was special teams, either through Kirk Shanks' uh, kick return or uh, Adam Korzak, um, the the fastest man alive, Adam Korzak, future Heisman winner. Uh, it, it, yeah. We'll, we'll see it like a month from now nobody's believing us now but
1: yeah yeah we, we're we we're like way ahead of the curve on that though Dennis. i know sometimes
2: sometimes people just don't appreciate it um until it's there and they can say
1: they were on it the whole time but we know that we were yeah i mean there are so many um points i, I want to get to here i guess the big one is who stays and who leaves this offseason? season? We already know Brendan White's not coming back. He declared for the draft. Uh, not a surprise, seeing as he was a fifth-year senior who came to Rutgers to play with Greg Schiano again. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're back, Raj.
0: I'm back, back.
1: All right, what's up? We're talking about who's going to stay and who's going to leave uh, for Rutgers football this off season. Mm. Uh, I believe uh, Fadakazi said he. Fadakazi, I think he says he wants to stay. I don't know if that's 100%. I think he did a whole Twitter thing about staying. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay. Bo Melton is an intriguing question. He's had a really big breakout year. I uh, think he's got
0: to stay. I think he needs one more season of tape to yes. make, like, a solid, like, you know, I, I mean, he could get drafted, I think, mm-hmm. this year. Probably because he's a walk He'd be like be a, a late, late pick, like a sixth-round I, I pick. I could see maybe. him being
3: a
1: sixth or a seventh-round yeah, pick. he'll get picked, but, but like, get, is like, But, like, is he okay with that? Like, if he I stays another year, like, think about it this way. He could You're, be, like a third-round pick, maybe, yeah. if he has another Yes, team. exactly. So, put yourself in Bo Mel- Melton's shoes for a second. You could go to the NFL now. You could probably get in as a sixth or seventh-round pick. Fight for a roster spot. Um, and you're like a depth piece, at least to start out. Maybe you are in your way and up on the depth chart a bit, but that's where you start out. Or, or, could stay another year. You could potentially play with a transfer quarterback. I saw uh, Jack Cohn is in the uh, in yes. the transfer portal yes. from Wisconsin. Jack all the way.
0: Yes, one hundred percent.
1: I would one hundred percent be down for that. And I think Rutgers and you know this is sort of the Neil from Times Square coming out in me. Uh, He always likes to say that the starting quarterback for next year is not on the roster. Yep, yep. And I've come around to that point of view. The first time he said it, I said, oh, no way, man. Noah Vedrill all the way. But the more I think about it. um,
0: Oh, I said said art all the way to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. And if it's not Jack Cohn, I could see him going after Jared Garantano. If it's not Jared Garantano, I could see him going after Charlie Brewer down at Baylor. Uh, You
0: want to hear a fun fact about Jack Cohn?
1: Uh, go ahead.
0: Jack Cohn was the player that Kyle Flood went to recruit on the day he got fired. Really? Yes. Yes. he, he got got a helicopter only... late November, 2015. <laughs> Everybody knew he was going to get fired. He goes out to recruit this player and he gets fired midway through as he, I, I think as he was watching Jack Cohn's game. <laughs> it's wow.
1: pretty funny, man. Uh, I, I hope it didn't stop to talk to any professors on the way. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I don't know, man. If you look at my, my if you look at my transcript, could you use Kyle Flood for a couple of my econ classes right about now. <laughs> um, no, that's an interesting anecdote. I actually didn't know that. Um, I mean, you're the only one uh, left in the department who has any ties to the Kyle Flood, uh, Eddie Jordan era at Rutgers. Oh,
0: Eddie Jordan! Oh my goodness, I went to one Eddie Jordan game, <laughs> and,
1: and it's so crazy because
0: the disparity in the players was like remarkable. And I remember going. <laughs> I remember going to the first game. I think it was Rutgers-Purdue and they lost by 50. But it was like, some guy told me, it's like, yeah, Eddie Jordan has two recruits next year. And I think one of them is about to decommit. And I was like, ouch.
1: Oh, man. I, I actually, I got to look up to see who who was the uh, recruiting class the last year that Eddie Jordan was here.
0: I mean, I'm sure Steve Peiko came and cleaned things up.
1: Oh, but... no, no, I know. I'm saying, like, before he left. I'm kind yeah, of interested it was pretty bad. It, I think it was just one player he had
0: from like either like West Orange or East Orange. I, I don't remember specifically, and then that was it. Um, but yeah, that was that, that. game was so bad, Chris. Like the disparity was unbelievable. That during free throws, Eddie Jordan didn't even bother to leave any of his men in there for rebounds because like Purdue had like seven foot ten like individuals. It was ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his last recruiting class. Uh, the only name here I rec- names here I recognize are Corey Sanders was like a recruit on the signing class that he got. Um, and then uh, he had Deshaun Freeman as a Juco transfer. That's it. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean.
0: They played They played roles here at Rutgers. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, Corey Sanders, man. That was a guy of like they're being in the right place at the wrong time. If he came like a year later. Oh, think man. about it. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this, but like my smart speaker, I asked him like who is the best player on Rutgers basketball? And my right. smart speaker was like, Corey Sanders is leading Rutgers in scoring. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Alexa, needs to get out of the times. It ain't twenty sixteen anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, Corey Sanders was good, right? So, no, he
1: was great. No, no, I'm not taking yeah. anything away from him. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I thought it was interesting that um my smart speaker thought that he was still on the team. And not somewhere in Europe. He's having having a
3: great career in uh, Poland right now. Is he still in Poland now? Yeah, he's playing for Astoria. By, I have no idea how to say it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a expert in. I know he was in the G League and.
0: He was in the G League. Yeah, I think he was in the Magic.
1: He was at the Lakeland Magic, which is, I think, his hometown. Actually, it is hometown. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah.
2: Gonna get a pronunciation guide on this. <laughs> All right, we're waiting for it. Sorry, I gotta listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. All right. The ghost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? We'll, uh, we'll, take, the ghost. Oh, we'll take it. The
2: ghost. Oh, my God. I don't know anyone else to say <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you were going to take another hack at it. That's what we're waiting for. All right. Yeah.
2: No, that's that's about as good as you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> that's not as good as it's going to be. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right. That's not bad. But, yeah. Yeah. I think, Chris, going back to your original question, I think uh, – I don't know. I'm surprised to see what Tyshawn Fogg this because he probably has enough of a resume to go to the NFL, but I don't know if he'll follow through on
1: it. Yeah. I don't – I mean, he's got, what, another year of eligibility left? Yeah. They they all have another
0: year of eligibility. Yeah, I know, They're but, like, is he – Yeah. Yeah, so I I I mean, that's a case where, like,
1: unless you're like a day one or day two pick, I don't see the logic in leaving,
2: especially because I think this Rutgers team is going to be a lot better next year. I mean, and I think that making a bigger run in the Big Ten, maybe going to a bowl game, I think it's a lot better for your draft resume than going right now.
0: I also think it's really important that you have, like, Michael Duong for and, you know, Judge
1: Julius Turner come back. Yeah, because well, we already, got, um, for... we already got a guy from Temple who's, like, one of the better players. No, yeah, the... I
0: mean, I don't disagree with that. But, like, I mean, the defensive line, I mean, it was good this year, right? It was much better than we've seen. It was but, like, thin. It was thin, yeah. Like, like, even though you had a lot of defensive end transfers, like, we didn't see much Malik Barrow. Yeah. Mayan Ahantu wasn't as good as you advertised. We didn't see any Alan of Ireland Burke. Burke. We saw very little Iron Burke. We saw more than the last game of anything because of injuries, right? Yeah. And then, and then, so I think that just tells you like the top four are very solid, right? Dwum4, Turner, Lamore, and Tverdov are very good. Lamore is probably going to leave because if he went for the NFL draft last year, you bet he's going to go for the NFL draft this year, right? At least that would be a solid foundation bet you make. Yeah. And then, and then you also, I mean, Tverdov was fantastic. I mean, Dwan Turner and Dwanfour were great, but once those three are gone, like now you have a lot of questions to ask. I mean, Ahantu. Ireland Burke, they have for some improve. We didn't see much of Malik Barrow, so we'll see hopefully if he comes back next year and he can see if there's any left in him. But th- they need to improve that and go out and get more defensive line transfers because the defensive ends that they've brought in, it's going to take one or two years to at least develop them.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think next year is a pivotal year because think about it this way. People look at three and six they say, all right, we got one more win than last year. They don't – like immediately they don't realize – Three this and six. This could have been a six and six team, Yes, in a conference-only yeah. schedule. At a minimum, say you know, say you'll say, all right, early in the season they had some growing pain. Say they lost one of Syracuse or Temple. They took right. two of those three. They'd be five and seven. Right. They win all three of those, which, given how bad Syracuse and Temple are, very much possible. Yes, would have been six and six. They'd be going to a bowl game right now, if weren't for Corona. So that's um, that. That's what we're dealing with right now. I think that this is a team that could potentially win six, seven games maybe next year. Because next year mm-hmm. they've got, it's the same two teams, Temple and Syracuse. Except Delaware State, right? Or Delaware De- no, University just Delaware. Or something? University of Delaware. Delaware.
0: Yeah, University of
1: Delaware. And take down the Blue Hens. Uh, that should not yeah. be a winnable game very much. There, so. They're an FCS team, Raj. That is a winnable game. Like It's, Joe a, it's a Division I 2A there. team, right? <laughs>
0: Tom Flacco. Do you think Tom Joe Flacco? Flacco
2: can outduel Art Sikowski? <laughs>
0: Art Sikkowski's elite. You can't spell <laughs> elite without art.
1: That is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Um I, I, but yeah. Is it true? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got an No, anecdote. it's not true. No. I've, got a quick, I've got a quick anecdote before we go to break, so we're at the top of the hour. Uh, quick anecdote on Art Sikaski. Um, my uh comp sci teacher in high school is also a sports photographer, like on the side. And he right. works a lot of the Rutgers football and basketball games. And I was talking to him before the game, and he's like, You don't understand you and Art Zakowski have the same exact appearance. And I'm like, what do you mean? What? He, like, showed a picture of me, and he showed a picture of Art, like, side by side. He's like, you guys look exactly alike. And I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah. First of all, Art has way better hair. Um, yeah. We all agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That,
0: that was it, Chris? I thought we we're getting somewhere. Where, where, what, where did what did you expect? Climatic. What did do- you expect? I was expecting something after that. You, you I wanted to, climb, to see like, if you guys just, like, agreed with dunk. that
1: assessment. Some people did. I guess you guys don't. Dennis? Uh, Art, I mean, I do. you, you guys you have similar hair, right? The, you have similar uh, blondish hair. Yeah, we do. To Twitter, yeah. See what Twitter. I don't see the face looking similar though.
0: He's he's a bit more built than you, Chris. I'll just say that.
1: You calling me small?
0: Yeah, kind of. Wow. Against of Kowski, I'll say that pretty confidently. Oh boy. One one is five six, five seven. One's a six foot four. Oh, you got my height right. I'm five
1: seven. Yeah. Yeah. Five seven. Yeah, at five seven one eighty, I think I could. Yeah, I can't take anyone on that team. Five seven one eighty, starting quarterback for Rutgers. Maybe starting quarterback for Montclair State. Rutgers State. <laughs> I'd love to see that matchup.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, think, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll shut down all of New Jersey for that one. Chop the Redhawks. Chop the Redhawks. <laughs> Monmouth and Montclair State back-to-back on the schedule. I know Chris Ash will be looking at his chops for that one.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. Got to get that signature win against the Morgan State Bears, right? Yeah, he, and <laughs> you would
0: probably schedule the Morgan State Bears, too, for a 3-0 start. Uh, I mean, Chris oh, Ash was the man. one who
1: uh, got rid of the – I mean, it wouldn't have mattered now in 2020, but initially we were supposed to play at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. He's like, nope, no, no, want to no, play Monmouth no. instead.
0: Pat Hobbs couldn't get it to the Rose Bowl. Wouldn't let Pat Hobbs live out his dream. So
1: Wow. That's probably why he fired him. Yep. He's like, I wanted That's to go exactly. to the Rose Bowl and you wouldn't let me go to the Rose Bowl, so here we are. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, I
1: agree. All right, a lot of a lot of Chris Ash funny stories we have to play around with. We could do a t- full two hour show once a week of just us making fun of Chris Ash. It would probably be better. I think I could do a two hour documentary. I
0: think I could do a two hour documentary. Should
1: Chris make one. Ashes, yeah. We'll yeah. air it Christmas Day yeah. when we don't have any programming. <laughs> we'll sell it for uh, forty dollars. We'll say this is how you make it a championship. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, so, uh, too funny. Too yeah. many Chris Ash
1: jokes. Yeah. I mean, you can never make too many Chris Ash jokes. <laughs> it takes a while to get through all of them. Four, five, maybe even six years. We'll get into some NFL talk. You need, uh, you need,
0: uh, you need, I need my players to, to have a championship culture. Remember? That one, that one was great.
1: Yeah, that's when you play like the Seinfeld theme in the background after the quote is done. But, you know, <laughs> I could probably make a mix up of that if I wanted to, but I just, I'm too lazy to do that right now.